Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of The Stone Table. Today, we are beginning our series called Redeeming the Time. And the goal of this series is to provide a brief devotional with prayer, scripture reading, and a commentary to help you make the best use of your time spent at home. Today's reading will come from Douglas Kane McKelvey's book, Every Moment Holy. We will be reading from the chapter titled, A Liturgy for Moments of Emergency. Before we begin, let's take a moment to quiet our hearts before the Lord. O God, our rock, hold us in this chaos. O Christ, our King, calm us in this storm. O Holy Spirit, intercede for us. Be merciful, most merciful God. O God, our rock, hold us in the chaos of this hard hour. O Christ, our King, calm us in the storm of our distress. O Holy Spirit, intervene and intercede. We need you now, most merciful God. And now a reading from the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So the 23rd Psalm is probably the most famous portion of the book of Psalms. It's the one that so many of us have memorized and are familiar with. And the book of Psalms itself is the portion of the Old Testament that Jesus quotes more than any other. And I think that offers a model for us as Christians, because in the book of Psalms, we have God's divinely inspired words that we can pray back to him. The Psalms cover the whole range of human emotion And they give us words when we don't know what we ought to say. And for 2,000 years and and even back into the history of Israel, God's people have prayed the 23rd Psalm back to him. It has been dearly loved by all of the people of God throughout history. Mm, What a gift that is that we have this um, and that we are able to cling to these words in whatever season we find ourselves in. But I think that the, the season that we find ourselves in right now it's so important to be reminded of the words of Psalm 23. Absolutely, yeah. There's that phrase, familiarity breeds contempt. But I also think familiarity breeds indifference. Sometimes we can just lose sight of how glorious the truths of Scripture are. And and the truths of Psalm 23 all flow from that first sentence, the Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23 makes all sorts of promises about what life will look like under the Lord as your shepherd. But if the Lord is not your shepherd, then the rest of Psalm 23 is going to feel like a lie. Right. Every single thing past the Lord is my shepherd or promises that fall under the care of the Lord being our shepherd. Yeah. And I think the very first verse of 
chapter 23 is a call for us to examine our own lives Mm. and look at our own hearts and say, is the Lord my shepherd? Yeah. What is shepherding you? What is, uh, what is the, the chief shepherd in your life? If it's not the Mm. Lord, then Psalm 23 is going to feel hollow and it's going to feel empty. Right. Everything follows that premise. Yeah. So David says with the Lord is the shepherd, he shall not want. And it's easy for people to twist that into saying that you'll get everything you want. But that's not true in David's life. That's not true in the life of, of any person in Scripture. No. <laughs> I think a better translation um, that one Old Testament scholar suggests is that the Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. And mm. so much of the Christian life is learning that we really don't need anything apart from God himself. That's right. That with God as our shepherd, we have all that we need. But then he goes on and he says that the Lord makes him to lie down in green pastures. He leads him beside still waters. And he restores his soul. He leads him in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And David was a shepherd, so he knew that green pastures and still waters were the things that sheep needed to survive. These are sources of life. Yeah, I think by virtue of, of David being a shepherd, he understood the, the weight and the responsibility that, that fell on the, on the shepherd. So he's, he's speaking from experience. And, and I know that there's a book by Philip... Philip Keller. Keller, yeah, that you told me about recently, about a theologian, right? Well, he's a shepherd. He's a shepherd. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at Psalm 23. Yeah, and he's examining Psalm 23. Why don't you tell our listeners? Yeah, he, (laughs) he, so he talks about this particular passage, and he recounts a story where he was shepherding in Africa, and there was somebody who was familiar with the territory who was helping him lead this flock across this, this desert, essentially. And they came to this crack in the ground, this cavern that was deep and dark and you couldn't see the bottom of it and this shepherd started throwing the sheep into the pit the one who was the local the local right the one who was native to the land yeah and he starts throwing the sheep Mm -hmm. into the pit and and philip thinks that oh my gosh he's killing the sheep what's going on and then the shepherd jumps in himself and he hears the shepherd from the darkness of the pit beckon for him to come in and so he jumps in and he realizes that at the bottom of this pit are green pastures and still waters. Wow. And what a picture that is of how the Lord sometimes leads us as our good shepherd. He leads us into places that at first seem like a death sentence. Yeah. And yet they become sources of life because he knows where he's leading us. That's so true. And that's something that we out of obedience follow mm. when when the Lord is our shepherd, when he is the one with, you know, the authority in our lives, we follow and we trust. Yeah. And I think it's important during a season like this where many of us are stuck in our homes and many of us are, are facing these uncertain times that do feel like do feel like a kind of a, a doomsday scenario to, to stop and examine, hey, what are the green pastures and still waters that God is leading me leading me to in yeah. this season? What are some of the sources of life that God has led me past, even if I didn't notice it at first? Yeah. I think that think that most people can attest to that sort of season in their life where we kind of make it out of a valley mm-hmm. and we examine everything looking back and we think, wow, the Lord really, really pulled me through some, some pretty crazy things. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is true. It, it was true for David and it's true for us. Yeah, absolutely. And then he, he gets to the valley in verse four, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And and this is important to mention because David assumes that even with the Lord as his shepherd, he's going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. 
He doesn't think that it's an option to bypass it. He knows that difficult days will come even as he follows the shepherd. And his comfort is not that he'll get out of it without a scratch. Mm -hmm. His comfort is that even in the valley of the shadow of death, he won't be alone. Right. His comfort is the presence of God in the midst of his pain. Yeah, what a comfort that is. And and that looks like, that look for us, that looks like the Lord being with us even in our homes, even when we don't have the freedom that we had before, even though we don't have the certainty that we had before. Even now, the Lord is with us and he never forsakes us. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what a difference presence makes in the midst of our pain. Yes. The, the difference between sitting in that hospital room alone or sitting in that hospital room surrounded by people who love you, it, right. is, it makes all the difference in the world. And th- so for David to be able to say, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I know that I'm never alone. Mm. Uh, and, and I think of how Jesus takes this title upon himself. He says, I am the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And my sheep know my voice. Right. And then he says to the, the apostles, I will never leave you or forsake you. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. Jesus takes all of this shepherd imagery upon himself, and he says, I won't ever leave you, mm-hmm. even though you go through the valley of the shadow of death. So good. And so David continues. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So as we read the closing verses of chapter 23, we see that David proclaims that even in the midst of the valleys, the Lord is with him, and and his life is marked by goodness, and Mm. so is ours. Yeah, I think that's such an important thing to recognize. It's what what Paul recognizes from the Philippian prison, that no matter what he has lost— He says, all things are rubbish compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Mm. David doesn't have an easy life. I mean, he spends the early portion of his life hiding in caves from Saul. He spends a a later portion of his life running from his son, Absalom. But he says that no matter what, even at the end of all of this heartache, his life is marked by goodness and mercy because he has lived his life under the care of the Good Shepherd. The same thing's true of us. No matter where we find ourselves, no matter what valleys we find ourselves in, in Christ we don't find ourselves there alone, and our lives are marked by His goodness and His mercy and His steadfast presence. Amen. So in light of everything we've read, and as you go about your day, may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace.